0: What is a theory, you might ask? A theory is a carefully thought out explanation for observations of the natural world that has been constructed using a scientific method and which brings together many facts and hypotheses.
1: Did you know theories come in many shapes and sizes? Conspiracy, behavioral, psychological, evolutionary, brand, and the theory of life itself, and many more. There is no lack of theories in the world we all call home. This is what drives me and my brother to question everything. We welcome you to Muse Theory Podcast. Welcome back to the Muse Theory Podcast. In this episode, we are continuing with the decade's theme. This time, we'll be looking back into the 1950s. If this is your first time joining us, last episode was our first episode ever, and we started with the decade me and my brother grew up in. The 1990s. If you would like to hear that, feel free to go back to the previous episode and enjoy some nostalgia and some good theories. But, before you go, let me tell you why you came here in the first place. Like I said earlier, this is a theory podcast that me and my brother co-host. And if you are interested in going down rabbit holes and want some realist and open-minded discussion at the same time, this is a good contrast me and Brandon offer. So with that, let me introduce my co-host Brandon. How you doing, man?
0: (gasps) hello it's me brandon how's everyone today what's up zach
1: ah uh, doing good man what do you got going on in what's your up? life right now
0: well since the last recording i have woken up a million times took my son to school i have <laughs> you know i've lived in that life um since the last episode i've probably put out um 40 tiktoks and uh, hey. every other social media um videos on my channel as well um so i've been busy with that you know doing the dad life, cooking things making late night run food food runs of course staying up too late um some of the other things i've been doing uh this morning actually it was a pretty hectic morning um we i overslept uh shout out to the people who stay up too late and over oversleep over sheeps <laughs> um i should have counted more sheeps that night but uh so i, I got go, i was late yeah i it would have helped um but anyway, yeah, so I was late this morning taking my son to school, got there at the last second, and then I started driving down the road to go get some McDonald's uh, for breakfast, and um, I get a call that he has pink eye. So I have to turn back around, pick him up, make an appointment, oh, man, and apparently it wasn't pink eye when we got to the doctor, it was just some sort of infection, so yay, dead life, so just living a dead life. What about you, bro? How's your, how's your week been? How's work?
1: Um, well, it's actually funny that uh, you bring up eye-related things because, guys, uh, I, I'm what's called, and this is something that I I want to slowly, just through this little segment of whenever I tell you about my day, I'm going to try and let you know what my job is and what I do because actually the majority of people that know what my job is, they they, they don't know the name of it. They've never heard of it. I'm what's called <laughs> a optician, uh, specifically a state-licensed optician. Um, so with Brandon, what he just said, um, about eyes, uh, I don't deal specifically with eyes. I deal with the hardware surrounding the eyes. So I, am the guy that you would come in and see with your prescription. Um, you would, yeah, see, I'm the guy that you would come in, um, with your prescription after you see the doctor to get fitted for glasses or fit for contacts. So I'm going to take my time each Each time you look forward to this, I'm going to tell you one little factoid about about eyes, about glasses, about contacts, and what I do, just to bring a little bit of awareness so you know what the other part of the three different O's in the optical world is. So that's what's going on with me.
0: I'm looking forward to hearing these. Uh, mm -hmm.
1: there's three o's and we'll get into what those three o's are uh (laughs) next time that'll be something you guys can look forward to
0: (gasps) dang it i was so excited (laughs) you'll never share that with me
1: uh, oh yeah no i mean he already knows but actually well actually he probably you actually probably don't um i well actually you know this will be a learning experience for everyone even brandon he'll get we'll get his genuine reaction as i Continue to tell you guys these facts. I think he'll enjoy it. Um,
0: Could give you a dad tip or something.
1: You know, actually. You guys
0: want a dad tip? Let me tell you.
1: I'd be down for that.
0: Don't use melatonin too much, but if you have to, they're at Walmart. Get the gummies. Hmm. That's the dad tip for the day.
1: That was very insightful.
0: And don't get too angry. Put yourself in their shoes. Love that your is, children. They grow too fast.
1: That is very helpful.
0: Squeeze them while you can. Squeeze their cheeks. <laughs> their cheeks? <laughs> well, that's their face. Good. That's what I mean. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's great parenting
0: advice. Yes. Thank you. Oh.
1: Okay, so <laughs> with that, I hope you guys enjoy enjoy that. You can have that to look forward to every time. Uh, I also just wanted to touch on, we, we appreciate... I was, we're kind of looking around and seeing how the first episode was received and we definitely appreciate everyone's feedback and support. I was surprised to see as, um, as many listeners as we did. So I really hope that you guys enjoy the decades and we're going to continue to do that for a little while longer. Um, but I, I hope you guys really enjoy hearing us and our theories. Um, and we're going to we're in the future. We're going to start trying to offer some special services for for all of you guys. And I really hope you look forward that forward to that. Um, but wait, we'll get all this out of the way. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add, Brandon, before we get started?
0: Yeah. So if you haven't heard the first episode, um, it was the 1990s. Um, you can find it pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Feel free to go listen to it if you haven't yet. It was a blast. We live lots of nostalgia and some really cool cartoon theories and we covered Y2K and the Waco siege and uh, a few other things. It's a good time. So go check it out anywhere you get your podcast or youtube.com slash at the muse theory podcast. That's all I got to say.
1: All right. Well, with that, Brandon, why don't you set the stage for the fifties for us?
0: Welcome to the fifties. Join us on this venture to the decade known as the golden age or the nuclear era, where we feel the world was going through some big changes at the end of the world wars. The TV was invading the living room. We start to venture into space and good old rock and roll was really coming in strong with Elvis leading the crowd. And being a theory podcast, there's nothing that gets us more excited than knowing this decade is the decade of Roswell, New Mexico. And the nuclear was all the rage. But how much room does theories have in the Golden Age? Join me and Zach as we jump back into time to help bring the '50s and what theories were born in the '50s back to life.
1: All right, everyone, we are going to go over the '50s in a nutshell. So, just like on our previous episode in the '90s where we went over nostalgia, now me and Brandon didn't grow up in this era, so. We took some (laughs) strong highlights and some things that we find really interesting and that we want to talk about, and we're going to go over some of that. So the first thing we're going to look through is um, we're going to try and look at some big, big hits uh, in the '50s in the music scene. Mm
0: -hmm. So uh, pretty excited for that because I was going over some of them. Um, What would you? Is there one that you'd like to bring up because I didn't know some of these?
1: I actually. I'm taking I'm taking a glance through here. So while I do that, you bring up some ones that you felt like you enjoyed or that you are surprised to see.
0: Well, first off, I guess I'll go ahead and I'm not really surprised, obviously, but uh, we'll go ahead and mention Elvis. Good old Elvis.
1: I mean, that is the strong, strong show for sure. I mean, that guy literally, I mean, I could. I I, I won't ever forget about this, but the rock and roll, like Elvis ushering in that era, and then like how everyone thought it was so taboo for them to even do a little bit of movement in the crowd or for Elvis just (laughs) to jiggle around. They were like,
0: oh, the travesty. I was going to say, too, um, our grandmother, um, she was obsessed with Elvis. Do you remember that? Elvis was her her man, just like many other women out there. And uh, (laughs) I would have been his man, too. He's a, he's a pretty awesome dude. And
1: then he definitely had a big attachment to Elvis.
0: Yeah. So if actually if if there's any listeners that are you know around in the fifties, hell yeah, welcome.
1: Yeah, hope you're still rocking. That exactly. Speaking of another person that was strong in with Elvis and even performed with him, and they were on the like into the, the same crowd. But Johnny Cash, um, that is a guy that even. I still enjoy to listen to um, to this day. I love so many of his songs, <laughs> like of course everyone does, but like "Ring of Fire," "I Walk the Line," like everything like that.
0: <laughs> uh, what <laughs> the Tootie Fruity?
1: Oh, bro! I was going to. I was going to s- <laughs> Tutti Frutti. Tutti I was Frutti. Gonna say I saw Tootie Fruity, and I was like, <laughs> "What is that?"
0: We, that should be our catchphrase. Oh, Great Balls of
1: Fire? Great Balls of Fire was on here, too. That was in the 50s. Oh, Great Balls of Fire. You know that
0: song? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. What else we got? Oh, I so see. Yeah, that's Jerry Lee Lewis.
1: Oh, Rock. Yeah. Okay. Rock Around the Clock. Okay. Right. Wow, man. They said 50s had a lot.
0: Yeah, dude. It was like a an awesome era of music. What nice, nothing else to do?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, there wasn't. Uh, well, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, definitely entertainment-wise, any anything that was audio-based was extremely strong.
0: Well, that and uh, because of the World Wars and all the other stuff, I think uh, the life expectancy of our average man, or just yeah, average man, was like forty or fifty. So they were really oh yeah life then, ex- too.
1: It's crazy how much life expectancy has, has changed since then. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but back to music.
1: Yeah, well, I was going to say that I think let's. Shake, uh, rattle, and roll. That's, oh, yeah. Frank Sinatra was in that era, too.
0: Oh, man. Okay. Come fly with me. Yeah.
1: I think let's take a look at um, another interesting one that me, me and Brandon have a a chance to glance through is that the, you would be surprised that some of the shows that came out of the fifties, uh, because TV was just literally getting its start, like invading the living room and everything. Like, just like we said in the intro, this is, uh, radio was extremely strong at this point and it was the main thing for, um, news entertainment and everything. So, it, this will be interesting uh, for you guys. Let's, let's take oh my a look God. at some of these.
0: Look at all of these.
1: I know. I just look at these and I think of dad. Like,
0: I'm gonna. Yeah, no. These are like all dad shows. I want to mention, we'll do three at a time. We'll kind of okay. like, like uh, shoot them out there real fast, do a rapid pace. <laughs> I'm going to choose three, and we'll see if you're going to choose the same three or not.
1: Okay, that's fair. Um, <laughs> all right. Definitely First be-
0: off yeah go ahead go,
1: no no sorry i was gonna say definitely the three at the top i feel like may easily they'd be too easy so you go ahead
0: all right um the first one i was going to point out is superman adventures so we got the adventures of superman that's pretty cool it says the man of steel fights crime to help with his friends at the daily planet you got george reeves noel neil jack larson and john hamilton So those are some big people. And then I've got, uh, I'll leave a couple for you that you might choose. I'm pretty sure the Honeymooners, I I think I kind of remember that. It's like a bus driver, dude. And I don't want to choose all the good ones for you. Uh, Lassie, of course, good old Lassie. So those are some crazy ones I didn't even think about being in the 50s. Mm -hmm.
1: And what was... uh... What do you think? So, I, yeah, I had the same reaction when I saw Lassie, man, because I just know I look at that and I just think like mom's, like mom's movie, or, um, you know, that's just, I, I know how much she loved uh, Lassie. Um,
0: oh, um, do you care if I, uh, I'm going to tell you something real fast? Yeah, sure. About Lassie, because um, it ties into what we talk about. Um, I think I heard recently that when, um, do you remember when, I think Lassie's supposed to come and say, hey, there's a little boy in a well.
1: <laughs> that is where that came from, isn't it?
0: Apparently that's a Mandela effect. And, you know, the conspiracy where people misremember or a different timeline thing.
1: They say they said that, that, that... he doesn't
0: say that or something. That didn't happen? I can't remember the exact details, but I'll look it up while you uh, list a couple more there.
1: Okay. Well, okay. So, for me, some of the ones... Right off the bat, I mean, I love Lucy came out of here, which I'm sure a lot of a lot of people know. Um, but that, if if you don't know what that is, that definitely was a strong um, <laughs> strong show for the era. It was the classic like husband and wife scenario of back in the '50s, uh, the idolized like stere- stereotypical um, husband and yeah. wife relationship. Um, so Love and that. then there was leave it to beaver uh which is just uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good that's that yeah that was a that was a good one that was a big fan of that it was that was generally just a, a show that showed like good values and how to be a good um uh, a good suburban boy and just the general like growing up Get in america in the 50s i mean just yeah just growing up in america in the 50s um yeah, then there's Honeymooners, which is the guy that shakes his fist at his wife all the time and says, uh, <laughs> one of these days to the moon. One of these days. Straight to the moon. I forget what is, his wife's name is. but
0: is um, uh, What is it? The Three Stooges? When was that? Do we know? Was that close to the same era or was that like 60s probably or 70s? Maybe? I'm
1: actually not sure.
0: But uh, I th- do have I think the... the
1: three... Yeah, I think you're right, actually.
0: But go on. Okay. Um, I do have the answer real quick. I'm going to let them know about the Lassie thing. So okay. check this out. This is going to blow your freaking mind. Everybody probably, unless they already know. Since me and you, Zach, sounds like we're in the same uh, dimension, thankfully. Luckily. Okay. Uh, so when most people think about Lassie, they have a memory of Lassie alerting people to Timmy being stuck in a well. Do you remember that, Zach?
1: Yes. I okay. remember that vividly.
0: Okay. Well, guess what? As the Mandela effect would have it, Little Timmy fell into a lot of things in his this reality, but a well was, was not, not one of, one of them. them. He
1: never fell
0: in a well. Tommy never, or Timmy never fell in a well. Little Timmy, t- literally
1: the saying is, <laughs>
0: little Timmy fell in a well. I know. Because uh, I'll be like, I'll be like, my cat will come running and meowing at me. I'm like, what's wrong?
1: Little Timmy fell in a well? Uh, yeah, everyone says that. Are you saying that that never happened?
0: That never happened.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Okay. So if you guys want to, want to see more about that, we may in the future plan on uh, (laughs) talking more about the mandala effect, but that is, that might be something we go more in depth on. That's definitely interesting though. Um, Let's see. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, with with that, you know, TV and um, music was big then, Uh, but we want to kind of look over uh, some of the culture, uh, culture, media, uh, world topics of the time, social aspects, uh, just other things that in general kind of sum up the fifties for you and kind of get, we're essentially what we do every time with these, uh, with these episodes is we're trying to get you in the mood and let you, let you feel like you're in that time era. So, um, you know, one that I remember whenever I was making this is when I think of the fifties, I think of like greasers and like the outsiders,
0: uh, oh man that movie was i had to watch it in school that book was good i actually read mm-hmm. that book now
1: i was gonna say so. everyone uh everyone in school should have read that book what is uh what is greaser what what comes to mind to you brandon whenever you hear greaser
0: uh hair gel oh, <laughs> grease no <laughs> yeah um hair gel or the what's the dapper is it dapper
1: oh is that I the mean. name of the it, the goop yeah, like a I'm a Dapper a, Dan. I'm a Dapper Dan man. Yeah,
0: um, Fallout the game series. So mm. kind of that, that cool um, atmosphere. Just the atmosphere around it. Like mine's like more dark. I would assume, but uh, yeah. But uh, Dapper Dan. Um, getting slicked back, people with toothpicks in their mouth, leather jackets. Yup, um,
1: that's a visual image for you. If you want to, if you're curious, our, uh, what
0: a greaser is. Come here, buddy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop you a good one. I'm gonna <laughs> box your jaws <laughs> or something like that.
1: Uh, yeah. Let's well,
0: tango, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's tango. I don't know yeah, why I do see? that voice, but yeah. See? Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like.
1: I think that that kind of that voice like came out of the fifties and stuff. I don't know. I think a lot of people started like doing that.
0: That's a scary word to say. I don't want to say that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Mafia.
0: (laughs) Um, They're going to get us. So
1: so another thing that kind of came along with that was like, um, you know, I've envisioned in the fifties, like classic cars. And the one thing about classic cars then, you know, of course they were beautiful and it was like arrows, ships and stuff, but Chrome was, (laughs) was the thing. Was it? everything was chrome. Even even ovens had chrome on them.
0: Oh, that's true. Everything had that futuristic old mm-hmm. design. Yeah, it such was such a cool design.
1: Yeah, it was like futuristic but old at the same time. Right, it was like retro new or uh, retro future.
0: So cool. Um Is there, there anything you po-
1: remember? Sorry. Sorry.
0: You're good. I was just going to say um uh nothing I, I was just looking over and apparently catcher in the Rye was released um in the 50s nineteen fifty-one.
1: kind of controversial or, or books that have kind of um, shown up in in schools a lot
0: um some stuff that I yeah that's you, you pretty much covered it all except uh, I think cars were really interesting with like the uh, the weird shapes which goes along with their future the past or the retro future thing like the the way that they were all dome shaped and try to look like airplanes because everybody was flying like that was the new big thing was was uh you know um being in the air and stuff so everybody was trying to look like that The all the jets and shaped cars and crazy concept cars like that, that we can say yeah like jetson style
1: yeah, and I mean, like, uh, drive in theaters were huge too. That was like, that was like where they got a lot of their oh. start. And that was because it was such a car culture, drive in theaters came along with that. So you can just kind of envision, like, that was just, that was a general everyday.
0: Yeah, because the first thing that comes to mind for drive in theaters for me is like scary movies. And I really wish I've, I've never got to go to one. That's something we need to do one day.
1: Hopefully it comes around full circle, or I don't know if they still have them anywhere in the U.S., but, um, that would be something I would definitely like to see.
0: Romance was a big one, too, I think. I think, like, mm-hmm. uh, falling in love just seems so much nicer. And, like, everybody was out. There's no phones or anything. So you just got to spend all this time with each other.
1: That was the, mm-hmm. yeah, that was the time to date, man. It was beautiful. Was, yeah. I could that would mm-hmm. I, I agree. That was genuine.
0: Sweet Uh-oh. little dates and taking them out to the park and, like, having milkshakes and french fries. It sounds so sweet but uh, yeah sounds like a really crazy fun time those the cars are really cool though i forgot uh, to think about those the yeah volkswagen beetle oh it was the most affordable
1: yeah wow. uh volkswagen beetle most affordable uh the corvette um of course is the sports car that actually debuted in the 50s which is really neat
0: oh that's cool mm-hmm.
1: and um to move on to some other aspects uh that will really kind of help you sink this in is once again, just just like you're listening now on a podcast radio <laughs> was literally these people's main source, um, to get news, entertainment, performances. Yep. Uh, this is where literally the lists like top, whatever, anything that, that literally started around this time that was developing, um, they literally in this time period were switching from AM to FM for higher quality. Um, and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just like the early form of podcasting. I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, Brandon, yeah. is there anything on there? Is there anything that particularly you, you want to bring up to let people know uh, that you found interesting from the fifties?
0: Um, I would say, uh, going along where, uh, the shows you're talking about the, the radio shows. Um, let's see. Uh, it, I don't know if we're going to cover this later, but the world, of war worlds, are we covering that later? Is that crazy? Yes, we are going to talk a little Ooh, bit about you that. guys get ready for that one. That's just something that comes to mind for me. A crazy event. We'll talk about it later. Keep oh listening. yeah,
1: no, that's, that's going to be a great one. Um, you know, just like we talked about TV was definitely getting its start. Um, Now, anybody who's really into comic books, uh, this was interesting because this was a strong time for uh, comic books fighting censorship. Um, So there was a lot of strict guidelines from a specific specific authority, the Comic Code Authority, that were really um, just like just like in video games and stuff like that in the later time they were fighting to kind of figure out where the maturity line is for youth reading these things stuff like that so that that's really interesting
0: um sure it was a big ball field of like like crazy uncensored adult themes and stuff back then too like before they started censoring it out
1: that's true i mean you gotta (laughs) you gotta think about that that was kind of a open minefield for that kind of thing there was censorship wasn't i don't feel like was really i mean still you got to remember 50s was a time where people didn't uh you you were very reserved you did not you did not fall out of line um, um you, you couldn't do anything that was taboo and pretty much everything was taboo other than just being a, a generic suburban family
0: um, speaking of comic books, the first comic strip was released in October 2nd of 1950, and you know what the name of that one was? It was a newspaper one. First what was one. that? Uh, Peanuts.
1: Oh, Peanut? Really?
0: Yep. It was uh, created by Charles Schultz, and it was a hit feature in many newspapers. There you go. Little that's fact. cool. And that, yep. yeah, That's where Peanuts come Peanuts is, from. Good old Snoopy.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's beloved. That's well, that's cool crazy. to figure out where it came from
0: mm-hmm. that's pretty crazy stiff I didn't know all this love it did you guys know all this let us know on the radio come listen to us on FM 1950.7 <laughs> the Muse theory podcast
1: that's right coming to you live um, <laughs> that'd be fun that'd be so fun that
0: way yeah it would be interesting
1: i mean yeah that's really what we're doing
0: um next so, up is elvis welcome to the stage elvis presley everyone <laughs> that'd be so cool get to announce him or something
1: yeah being yeah being a radio announcer in the 50s uh i'm sure <laughs> yeah. yeah that would have been an interesting career uh there mm-hmm. were some other things going on at the time in the 50s as well like there's some world topics like um this was a uh, this was a rough time for uh, the Cold War. There was a lot of scare going on with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I ta- but I, on that same note, with with everything going on with the Soviet Union and the U.S. and all these nuclear things and fallout shelters, like people were really scared, like with the Cold War and everything like that. But on the positive side. Um, Brandon, I, mean, I want you to get your opinion on this, and sure. it definitely be cool because of Fallout the game. Uh, yeah. But atomic energy and nuclear power plants—this was uh, there was a lot of support in this uh, in atomic energy and nuclear power because of the massive potential to power cities. So it did have a positive side uh, as clean well. Clean energy, clean energy. I mean, that yeah. was that's the that's the goal. So it's kind of a it's it's definitely Kinda. a back and forth there.
0: Yeah yeah um i think like we struggle with that now isn't it it's clean energy but there's nuclear waste of course i'm not sure how any of that stuff works but there's always some debate to that but yeah um i was looking over some news from the 1950s i'll do a couple just little um bullet points of them i won't read anything about them there was the battle of Osun. the there was something called a uh it was a report to president Harry Truman um, to step. It was steps to deal with the cold war. So I read a little bit about this one, but I won't tell you much. It's called the N S C 68 report. And then there was the great Brinks robbery. So it was uh, a Brinks armored car deposit was robbed. So the pretty crazy stuff going on there in the newspapers.
1: Oh, that, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. I'm sure like, Mm -hmm. yeah, the newspapers from the time you'd see a lot. Um,
0: Do we want to cover fashion? Oh, there's some games. Tennis for Two. There you go. It was uh, it was the first computer game.
1: Oh, really? Tennis for Two was, is the name of it?
0: Yeah, it was invented in the USA by William Higginbotham William <laughs> in Higginbotham. 1958. He um, created it by keeping the Donner Model 30 analog computer in mind so it could simulate graphics. Um, it used in a soloscope, Um, and it had two custom aluminum controllers. They were probably Chrome.
1: Uh, they were was, probably Chrome. That is a guarantee.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's caught. Con- I don't know if it's debated or controversial, but apparently this is the first video game besides Pong. I would assume.
1: Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Cause I was going to say Pong, the computer game, popularity wise is, is the <laughs> one that took that tries to hold that crown.
0: There's some sports stuff. Um, we'll go over a couple things just real fast before we jump into theories. Um if you unless you got something else you would like to mention.
1: Um the only thing that I'd really like uh, also to bring up is I just to kind of really get everyone um on the same page here is that you know the life and the standards that we're used to now um so like suburbs popping up, like American life the traditional day-to-day uh grind like neighborhoods with white picket fences like um Mm -hmm. this 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 was all just developing after like uh after the world wars and everything like that's what the 50s kind of brought all that about like families moved um out of urban areas and into suburbs you know there was a whole sense of community the american dream was a strong thing but there were also Yeah. American dad. It's that exactly. I mean, that's just a great example of even well, modern, modern times. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just all this like conformity and social norms. Like you had to fall in line. Otherwise you were an outcast. Like, but that also is why the outsiders and uh, greasers and stuff like that become very big because they were, you know, trying to go against that. They were rebellious. Um, but yeah, family and gender roles were also very big and, <laughs> and traditional. So men were breadwinners and women stayed home and cook and took care of children. Um, yeah. so it was, that, that's really my big thing that I want to get across.
0: Yeah, it was, um, definitely a different time. That's for sure it is. Um, it was very a patriotic time. Very patriotic.
1: Oh yeah. And, very, um, very. Yeah, yes. very strong and supportive country, especially because of yeah, where they just came out of that war, and it was a very, it was a prosperous just, time.
0: Just picture like a, a dude whistling with a cool little hat on his head and in a business suit, holding a briefcase, walking down the street with birds chirping, and uh, just having a good old grand dapper time.
1: <laughs> yeah, just a jaunty tune, and he's like whistling and wagging his finger while a bird's following him by him, whistling. <laughs>
0: People driving by in their space cars. <laughs> yes,
1: there's a burger joint everywhere, full chrome. Oh,
0: man, sounds like a good time.
1: That is great. But that's, yeah, that's how I mean that about
0: <laughs> Just looking in the sky, waiting for bombs to fall.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's to like, die. Oh, also there's a fallout shelter on every corner.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, that's crazy. Talk about a little bit of the sports stuff, but we we'll just talk about it right here real quick. Did you yeah. know the Cleveland Browns won um, the 1950 National Football League championship game? over los angeles rams
1: oh well i can tell you uh, my um father-in-law he he said he was going to be listening uh he's a massive browns fan
0: but yeah that's pretty uh, 50s it's gonna be fun guys get ready for it
1: oh yeah whenever uh whenever we come back we'll be getting into the theories
0: And welcome back to another broadcast here from the 1950s. Gather around the radio with your favorite pet. We have some very special theories coming up today. Tune in for Theories Time, 50s edition.
1: Nuclear and Atomic Energy The 1950s marked a period of intense exploration and development of nuclear and atomic energy. The use of atomic energy for peaceful purposes gained momentum, with an emphasis on electricity generation. Nuclear power plants were constructed, heldling the promise of abundant and clean energy. The Atoms for Peace program, proposed by President Eisenhower, aimed to promote international cooperation in utilizing atomic energy for peaceful applications. Simultaneously, the 1950s witnessed an escalation in the nuclear arms race between the United States and the Soviet Union. Both countries developed more powerful nuclear weapons, including hydrogen bombs and engaged in extensive testing. The fear of nuclear war and the devastating effects of radiation led to concerns about the potential consequences of these weapons. While nuclear energy held great promise, there were also challenges to overcome. Safety protocols and regulations were established to address the risks associated with nuclear power plants and radiation exposure. The effects of nuclear testing and radiation on human health and the environment were studied and better understood. Overall, the 1950s saw significant progress in harnessing nuclear and atomic energy for peaceful purposes, such as electricity generation, while also witnessing the risks and anxieties associated with the arms race and nuclear weapons these developments set the stage for ongoing discussions and debates surrounding the benefits risks and ethical considerations of nuclear and atomic energy
0: all right thank you zach that was awesome
1: thanks bro i appreciate it that is an I definitely was excited to read this summary because uh, 1950s, even, you know, the 90s had a lot going on. But this particularly, there's with nuclear and um, atomic energy and all that stuff. It's it's interesting, the theories that can come out of that. Um, do you want to go ahead and read the, the first one there?
0: Yeah, actually, um, would you care if I uh, talked about one of these that I wanted to talk about real quick?
1: Oh, sure. Yeah.
0: Okay, I wanted to talk about UFOs and nuclear weapons, <laughs> just to kick us off a little bit. Yeah, that's um, a good way to start. Yeah, so there's a lot of conspiracy theories connected to UFO sightings. Um, they're usually around nuclear weapons facilities, which even to this day is apparently a thing. Um, It's been speculated that extraterrestrial beings were monitoring human nuclear activities and potentially even interfering with or disabling these weapons. These theories have gained traction due to reported sightings near nucleus test sites and military bases. I think there was an event, I don't know if it was in the 50s, where um, a nuclear site that's supposed to be top secret, um, I could be wrong, I don't know the name of it or any of the details too much, but uh, something happened where they got, tr- it got triggered. Um, and mm. then there was UFOs or um, UAPs uh, sighted around that area by uh, military. Um, so Whoa. that's just a little I f- one there. It, I, that's, that's uh, some of the cool stuff that I'm excited to talk about for the fifties.
1: Yeah. If uh, I had to interject so. there for, for that, I would sure. say that um, there, you know, with, with that and, and, UFO and nuclear weapons, there's always this interesting prospect that comes up that because we are showing, because we showed that we had uh, discovered that potential that UFOs started showing up around those nuclear sites and just seeing how we're doing and to see if we're, you know,
0: going to kill ourselves.
1: Yeah. To see, see how developed we are. It's like, just like, like studying us, just
0: always studying us. It seems like, you know, Given the fact, okay, I'm not saying 100. percent There's aliens, which I think uh, in the numbers game, it's almost impossible to say that there isn't just from numbers alone. Oh,
1: for a universal um, standpoint, like this, it's just astonishing yeah. when you your mind can't comprehend. But
0: uh, like if if they are, I mean they're like, oh man, they're finally getting to the point where they are uh, hitting this nuclear um, era. And uh, some people say the aliens or extraterrestrials are trying to stop us from destroying ourselves. And then another, just a snippet of a theory is um, that uh, we are the aliens from the future. So that's a crazy theory all in itself.
1: Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's I like
0: alien stuff. I like that stuff. So that's just something I really wanted to talk about. And I appreciate you letting me talk about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. that is something that easily can come back up as a topic regardless. Aliens, I feel like, will show up a few times. Um, it's aliens. <laughs> it's aliens. Uh, so another one here, and this kind of... Uh, they These are reaching more towards the conspiracy side of, side of things, but I found this one really interesting. This is the hollow earth theory.
0: Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> so essentially... Um, it was that the earth is hollow and contained a secret underground civilization. So they essentially thought that the reason that nuclear tests were occurring were attempts to break through the earth's crust and uncover this hidden world that's right beneath our feet.
0: Oh, that's like, um, uh, shoot, Doctor Who has an episode about that. There's a, that reptilian race.
1: Oh, was underground. Oh, an underground. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean, I think it's it's interesting, um, <laughs> but as yeah. from a scientific standpoint, there's uh, I would just have to say I don't. We we know uh, we know a lot about how planets work, but I I don't think there'd be a civilization under there. I'm not a hundred percent sure. There's no guarantee, but at the same time, it's it would be crazy, especially if they were just like bombarding the surface, just trying to break through to this civilization.
0: <laughs> Let us in.
1: Let us in. We want to see you.
0: I love it. Um, the deterrence theory. Now, this one's pretty cool. Um, the concept of this theory um, is that it, it played a really big, crucial role in the in Cold War nuclear strategies. Actually, um, this theory is uh, basically saying that it's possessing a significant arsenal of nuclear weapons would deter ah, at, uh, yes. adversaries from launching an attack. Um, The potential consequences would be mutually assured for destruction or MAD. Deterrence theory has influenced nuclear arm races, dynamics, and strategic thinking.
1: This one is super cool. Um, This one is super cool because what I really like about it is... I mean, it is a theory, but it, and it works. It's it's an applied yeah. thing. It's because mutually assured destruction, so it deters yeah, exactly. Yeah, just because of the fact that, well, if you blow me up, I'll blow you up, and then we'll all die. So
0: yeah, I'll take you out. It's worked so far.
1: because
0: <laughs> one of them, just one, I think they're powerful enough just to blow us over like like a hundred times over or something like that.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely overkill.
0: Yeah. What about you? Got anything else? You want to talk about the flat earth? No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, actually, I think uh, we'll go ahead and move on from there.
0: All right. The Roswell Incident. In the summer of 1947, there was a rancher named Mac Brazil discovered debris scattered across his property located in outside Roswell, New Mexico. The debris were initially reported as a flying disc or a flying saucer in the local newspaper this sparkled widespread speculation and curiosity about the possibility of extraterrestrial visitation the u.s military became involved and issued a statement claiming that the debris were just that from a weather balloon specifically a top secret project known as project mcgol which aimed to detect sound waves generated by soviet nuclear tests The military asserted that the debris were not of extraterrestrial origin. However, conspiracy theorists and speculation persist over the years, suggesting that the government's explanation was a cover-up. Some theories propose that the crash involved the wreckage of the extraterrestrial spacecraft and the recovery of alien bodies. These theories gained popularity and widespread attention in the 1980s and have continued to captivate public interest. The Roswell incident remains one of the most famous and controversial UFO-related topics and events in history. Despite subsequent investigations and official statements supporting the weather balloon explanation, it continues to generate debate and speculation among those who believe that there is more than the incident that was officially disclosed.
1: Well, I have to admit, Brandon, this is definitely the one for you to read because we have a lot of interesting theories (laughs) to go over.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'll let you choose the first one.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say. uh, All right. I'll start us off strong here. Let's see what I've got. I say I will do.
0: Oh, there's so many good ones.
1: Yeah, there is. I'm going to go with psychological warfare theory. So there's this less popular theory that suggests that the incident was an intentional deception orchestrated by the government for psychological warfare purposes. So this theory argues that the government staged the event to sow confusion and misdirect foreign adversaries during the early stages of the Cold War. So that's interesting, especially around the Cold War time. It was like I, I could see... Um, Yeah, I could see them playing a game of chess on a national level like that, just saying that they have now, like, gathered the remains of a alien spaceship and they have that technology and trying to scare
0: uh, opposing countries. Well, that and, like, if we can tie it back even to recent events, not even a few months ago when uh, there was UFO sightings all over the place and everybody started to panic. And then, you know... um, with the release of new UFO footage um, from the, I think it's Tic Tacs is what they call that footage. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, and, and then I had that, uh, a lot of them, I think there was one that crashed and then they said it was a weather balloon again from the China.
1: From China. Oh, yes. yeah.
0: And um, I think, it, I don't know if it was another similar type of thing that they tried to do again or to distract us from something, but that's pretty crazy stuff. It still yeah. goes on today, I think.
1: That's right. There was like four weather balloons in a row. I forgot about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. You just—it was all over TikTok.
1: Yeah, it was. crazy
0: stuff, dude. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about the time traveler interdimensional travel.
1: Oh, this is a
0: great one. <laughs> this is a fringy theory that proposes that the crash of Roswell involved time travelers. Hey, that's what I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I know. Um, or beings from other dimensions. Now this suggests that the strange characteristics from the debris and witness accounts could be explained by unconventional forms of travel, or that are beyond our current understanding of physics. So, like uh, uh, that silent propulsion, um, mm-hmm. then there, uh, what's that propulsion? There's a propulsion that's called uh, God. I can't think of the name of it, but it's like almost like using magnets. I don't know, or something like that, or it space oh. spacetime. Yeah, or something.
1: I know there's magnetic force uh, that can create so much, uh, or s- so little amount of friction that you can, yeah, you can like slip space-time or something yeah, like that. I, been, I'm probably um, grossly underestimating this, but yeah. there,
0: There's been studies, uh, speaking of time travel um, and inter- interdimensional travel, that apparently, um, like consciousness, um, apparently humans, um, according to some studies, I don't know if it's true or whatever, but you, you know. That's uh, that's it it explains something about why time is um, uh, just perspective from each person, and you can like why everything's different um, for each person, like time specifically. So, yeah, something cool about that.
1: I think um, one one thing to say about for the future as well, because there is something that just absolutely drives us crazy that we love to talk about. There is this. it's about time travelers, but you know, there's this thing about like uh guys who just randomly ended up um oh, saying yeah. that they just dropped in the world and they were <laughs> actually from like a different time period and they you know they they try to say they have like a different weird looking like ID and all this other stuff and uh but really past that that one of the things that we want to make even potentially a future episode on would be about those time traveler guys that show up in pictures and stuff like that and they look so out of place and just that theory that there's these time travelers that drop in from time to time And think those
0: are crazy or like that one specific dude with that mm-hmm. what looked to be like a camera around his neck and he's wearing like modern looking clothes and then there was another picture of a woman who looked like she was holding a cell phone way back around this time period. But uh, I think it was debunked, but I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, well, that's definitely something we can look into.
0: Um. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) this is something that can uh, take up episodes.
1: Yeah, Uh, there's something that deserves a little more time.
0: Um, Might do a whole theme.
1: Yeah, yeah, a whole themed episode, exactly. <laughs> Whatever you guys would like to see on stuff like that. If we bring up ones that are like, "Ooh, I'd like to hear more about that." That's definitely uh, stuff we want to hear. Um, so sure. another theory about uh, Roswell, and I think this is a great one to uh, to reach towards um, the cover up of alien technology. So uh, essentially, you would you know this is. It contends that while the crash may not have involved extraterrestrial beings, it did involve highly advanced technology, not of terrestrial origin. According to this view, the government covered up the incident to protect classified advancement and prevent public panic, which is not something out of the way that Mm -hmm. they would do. They would do testing and then they'd be like, oh, crap, like somebody saw it and we've been working on something and we don't want anyone to know what that is or to you know, against other countries, especially at this point in
0: time, let their enemies know, because if you, um, think about the timeline from this era and how fast technology seemed to, uh, just shoot up like Mm -hmm. after this time period, it really makes you think that maybe quite possibly that they found alien technology.
1: It's very possible, but that's just a theory.
0: That's just a theory there. Oh, just a quick snippet. I was looking at pictures the other day because I really want to go to Roswell and uh, just hit up oh, the to. the city, the little cities around there, and the cool attractions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a Roswell McDonald's that's shaped like a UFO that I really want like to go check out.
1: Yeah. A McDonald's really?
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> so, great. That'd be cool. Um, let's see. What else could we talk about here? The, uh, another thing I'd like to talk about. Um, It's just like basically this theory suggests that uh, there was a secret uh, experimental craft, aircraft, Mm -hmm. um, proposed that Roswell, the Roswell incident involved the crash of a classic experimental aircraft developed by the U.S. military or other government agencies. These theories... uh, Insists that the government deliberately obscured the true nature of the crash to maintain secrecy surrounding the advanced aviation technologies. So you got like, uh, what are those? Was it the Black Hawk or something?
1: Oh yeah, there was just that. That crazy, was proven the, the the Black Hawk thing like that, which was just absurdly like. Uh, so advanced, but it was yeah, it was seen multiple times, and then it finally I confirmed that that's what it actually was was just a newer, newer type of uh, aviation technology.
0: Would that be um, Area Fifty One kind of crossing over there where they're testing I'd that say, out around that time?
1: I'd say that touch for sure.
0: Probably, very cool. Yeah, some good stuff.
1: Yeah, wonderful theories, for sure. Yeah, Roswell was great. Radio in the 50s. In the 1950s, radio was a dominant medium that brought stories, music, and information into the homes of millions of people. It provided a connection to the world beyond and served as a source of comfort and entertainment. However... Radio also had the power to create an eerie and mysterious atmosphere, captivating listeners with its ability to engage the imagination. One notable example is the infamous War of the Worlds radio broadcast, which originally aired on October 30, 1938, but had a lasting impact on radio's eerie reputation throughout the 1950s. This dramatized adaptation of H.G. Wells' science fiction novel depicted an alien invasion, presented in a news bulletin format. Some listeners, unaware that it was a fictional broadcast, panicked, believed that the events described were real. This incident highlighted the power of radio to blur the lines between reality and fiction, creating a sense of unease and fear. In addition to fictional broadcasts, radio programs in the 1950s embraced suspense, horror, and supernatural themes. Shows like Suspense, Lights Out, and Inner Sanctum Mysteries featured stories of murder, ghostly encounters, and psychological thrillers. The use of sound effects, music, and skilled storytelling combined to create a chilling auditory experience that shivers down the spines of listeners. Furthermore, radio was a medium that allowed for the exploration of the unknown, the supernatural, and the paranormal phenomena. Shows like The Shadow and The Whistler introduced mysteries and enigmatic characters that played on listeners' fascination with the macabre and the unexplained. The 1950s marked a time of technological advancement and cultural shifts, and radio was at the forefront of these changes. It entertained, informed, and connected communities but it also had the power to evoke a sense of unease and mystery. The eerie side of radio in the 1950s tapped into people's fascination with the unknown, providing a feeling, thrilling and sometimes unsettling escape from everyday life.
0: Dang, man. Yeah, I was uh, looking over a little bit there about the War of the Worlds, and uh, here's a quote um, from Wells himself. Okay. <clears throat> If I had planned to wreck my career, he told several people at the time. I couldn't have gone about it better. "End quote."
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I was going to say, "World of Worlds," man. That is the that is the goat of that that time period. Mm-hmm. It had everyone like that was the biggest troll I've ever seen. Like everyone was convinced. I thought that was that was great.
0: Yeah. So basically, what happened was it was just a entertainment of uh an artificial like movie basically it was uh mm-hmm. it was talking like about aliens and uh, spaceships coming down from coming down and attacking and people took it so seriously um that there was uh like mass like people killing themselves mass stampedes and angry listeners threatened to shoot him right on site. <laughs> like it, it, it's crazy
1: so you could definitely see how easily people were convinced. And that is is a great segue into um <laughs> the first theory about radios in the nineteen fifties, which was brainwashing and mind control.
0: <laughs> so Oh man.
1: Inspired by the rise of psychological warfare and Cold War anxieties, some theories proposed that certain radio shows were used as tools for brainwashing and mind control. The idea was that these programs could subtly influence listeners' beliefs, emotion, and loyalties to serve specific political or ideology, ag- ideological agendas. Um, yeah, so, I mean, just easily, like, you know, every form of media can be a... Um, a way to kind of control masses or or get people, yeah, get people to understand your narrative uh, and to kind of lean people in directions. Um, so I would not say that's out of the realm of possibilities.
0: You are thinking on giving us a five star review. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Is it working? You will
1: always listen, and you will you... listen to every episode of the Muse Theory Podcast. Oh. Is it working? <laughs>
0: follow us on all the major podcast platforms. Um, Something I wanted to mention to um, if any gamers are out there and you really want to take a trip close to the 1950s about basically what we're talking about. Go play Destroy All Humans. Play the remake. Oh, man. That game is so fun. You play as an alien and it's basically everything that we've talked about with the mind control and it's even got newspaper clip. It's, It's so cool. Um, but anyway, well, I'll go, I'm i going to go on over to the alien and government conspiracies.
1: Oh, that's a great one. I drawing
0: inspiration. Oh, yeah, Dan, for sure. <laughs> um, drawing inspiration from science fiction and conspiracy theories, shout out to Dr. Who. Some speculations suggest that certain radio shows, particularly those dealing with extraterrestrial or supernatural themes, ooh, were intentionally created or influenced by government agencies or secret organizations, uh, which would be... Um, Oh, man what were they called Zach come on give it to me uh, forgot. not the men in black but there was an, uh, there was another one project blue book no
1: hmm,
0: uh, CIA man it's the people that did the mind control stuff um,
1: oh um, the
0: it's a big one I don't uh, know why men I, in black them. no not, I said not men in black it Oh, the, I, it's similar yeah basically I guess yeah um, the aim was per was was to prepare the public for future disclosure of alien existence, apparently, or to conceal the truth about the actual encounters with the extraterrestrial beings. So basically, they didn't want to tell you. They'd flash you.
1: <laughs> they'd flash you, just like the men in black. And then mm. on top of that, yeah, they're like you said, they were kind of like slowly letting them accept like alien life is a thing.
0: I think that's like a big thing now like even with video games and TV shows and movies just everything it's like it's slight, like they're they're slowly letting us see you know that's what it feels yeah. like i mean that's, like preparing us you know yeah. it's like if an alien showed up tomorrow i don't think very many people would be that terrified that's true but, uh, we, we've kind
1: of been desensitized to it
0: um especially where like i thought it was going to happen in 2019 like or 2020 so oh, yeah, with everything.
1: On. Yeah, everything going on all at once. I mean, I figured, yeah, that would be the great, like, epitome of everything is just aliens coming down.
0: I um, can't believe that was three hour, or three years ago, man. It feels like three hours ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, basically. Yeah, three years coming going, man. I'm glad to be on the other side. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too. So let's see. There's one I want to leave for you, and it's at the very bottom there, and I want you to read that. But I'm going to choose okay. the one right above that, which is... Radio as a portal to alternate realities. So we're going to go into the conspiracy conspiracy one here a little more. Um, drawing from science fiction and speculative fiction, uh, the theory suggested that radio broadcasts had the power to transport listeners into alternate realities or dimensions. It was theorized that tuning into specific frequencies or encountering certain transmissions could lead to experiences beyond our conventional understanding of reality. So I questioned this when I read it because I was thinking more visual aspects would be the things that would cause you to um, be altered or transported to realities. But then whenever it brought up frequent frequencies, I was thinking that'd be, you know, like specific frequencies and like vibrations and all that stuff is what they always say can cause uh, major shifts and changes and everything like that.
0: Yeah pretty crazy
1: yeah that one i thought was very interesting um but yeah i mean that's uh i i think um and not not Mm -hmm. specifically that maybe it's a portal portal to alternate realities i mean i feel like people (laughs) were very uh (laughs) they like to have a little bit of fun and come up with some ideas for sure but i think uh there definitely is something to be said that you can uh you can tune your body to certain things
0: well i mean you know like when you're watching a tv show or a movie and like your peripheral vision just seems to disappear and somehow you're just like, well, I'm very impressionable giving, given a lot of things, but <laughs> like, yeah, it, it just seems like almost like a portal. Like, I guess you could say screens or portals portal, wow. so it's not too far fetched to think that, you know, radio, oh, no. it, it makes you in your head go to a different, uh, reality.
1: You know what? You're exactly Mm -hmm. right. Because think of it this way. If you are the type of person that is uh, very big into reading books, eventually those words on a page will just blend together. And you eventually are... uh, Some people say that they get movies in their heads that while they're reading, it just becomes like, you know, they start visualizing everything.
0: I can't do that. But like every morning I wake up with a song in my head and it's annoying.
1: Oh, I think... The other
0: day it was... Was Bo Burnham?
1: Sorry. Yeah, no. Weird how it just kind of takes over sometimes.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, speaking of uh, communication, communication
0: <laughs> taking over radio. Um, <laughs> this one is communication with the deceased. Um, so, building on the spiritualism and seance traditions, some theories propose that the radio shows could felicitate communication with the deceased which before I finish this, oh, I'll read it. It was speculated that specific frequencies or electronic equipment used in broadcasting allowed spirits or ghosts to transmit messages through radio waves, which is basically um, what I'd like to talk about. Cause I talk a lot on my channel. If you don't mind me plugging it, um, I'll go for it, man. Um, I'm Bobby random. Um, I do Bobby random reacts on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those places. TikTok. tock. Um, but anyway, So basically it's still the same kind of concept today with the radio. Uh, It'll rapidly um, scan through FM and AFM channels and it creates what's called white noise. And it's believed that these spirits can manipulate that white noise and allow their voices to come through. Because the crazy part is there's so many new technologies that can filter filter out a lot of those white noises Mm-hmm. And they're, it's going, the, what people don't understand is it goes so fast. Like these, these stations go so fast that it's almost impossible for these words to come through, like in the right. And, and what really blows your mind is when somebody's trying to communicate, they'll ask a question and they'll wait a few seconds, which you're supposed to wait 15 seconds, but uh, they'll ask a question and then an intelligent response usually comes through. So hmm. I, uh, I believe this theory. I think that'd be crazy. Well, I don't know if I believe that just straight coming out of the radio station. So, I mean, it's possible, but <laughs> well, that's a good one. To
1: th- thank you for that. Very in, in-depth analysis of that. That really broke that down and helped explain that. Uh, well, that and
0: well. Um, I just wanted to mention too about talking boards was another form of communication, which was like the early days mm-hmm. of the Ouija board. Oh yeah. So, Pretty exciting stuff there.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, don't well, use Ouija boards. <laughs> yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely don't. Not not worth not worth experiencing. Uh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> so with that, radio was a very uh, very strong thing in the 50s, and there there was definitely a lot of speculation and mystery around them. All right, guys, that that last theory there um, <laughs> was wonderful about. Uh, hearing about how ghosts uh, potentially could come through and invade spirits. our ears. Yeah, spirits all around us. Um, so uh, all of our theories that we um, we had talked about today were all very interesting. I mean, we did radio, uh, we did Roswell, and we also, uh, we did...
0: this nuclear stuff, too.
1: We did nuclear and atomic energy, Um So, Brandon, out of all of that, uh, which was your favorite topic and what Mm -hmm. theory was your favorite?
0: Um, My favorite topic would probably be just Roswell in general. Um, It's one of the most notorious, famous things that have ever happened. I'm not 100% sure what actually happened. Um, I'm not saying it was UFO, but definitely something crashed that day. So, um, I mean, that's that's probably my favorite topic anything to do with aliens or stuff. So. Oh,
1: yes, absolutely. I and I yes. love space, and aliens potentially could be there as well, so that's uh, definitely bipartisan. I, I can enjoy them. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Did you have anything else you wanted to add on that?
0: No, sounds good. Okay.
1: Um, well, so actually for me, probably my favorite topic uh, was nuclear and atomic energy not just because of uh, Fallout the game? And you know, I definitely love that. But I just, I just absolutely love because um, you know, science is something I, I thoroughly enjoy. But uh, atomic and nuclear energy, and just the ability of being able to harness on such like a molecular level like that, and just p- oh, yeah. p- potentially create the best energy resource that we could ever have like if they crack that we're 100 percent golden like we can power so much so that would be my favorite for sure
0: sounds awesome i mean we're not saying we're for nuclear energy but it's pretty awesome to think about just the science that goes behind it exactly the prospect of it 100 yeah it's pretty sweet stuff
1: um and with that, guys, we are reaching towards the end of our episode here, and we really just want to have uh, a heartfelt thanks for you guys Thank listening, you. honestly, along on our along on our journey here um, as we continue down the decades. The '50s was great, um, and. We, we really hope that you enjoyed the topics that we uh, covered today. And just like we brought up earlier, if any of those were interesting to you that we kind of went a little more in depth on, that you'd like to hear in the future, please let us know. Um, and we would also, uh, of course, once again, there's one work about the the seeds here that uh, definitely has my heart. H- Haley, my wife got to thank her for the work that she does um, on the podcast here for
0: us. Thanks Haley.
1: Yeah. What about you, Brandon?
0: I would like to thank my kids. I want to thank my mom first off. Happy late Mother's Day, Mom, if you're listening. I love you very much. And I want to thank the wonderful mother of my children for always being there to support me and taking care of the children right now as I talk into another piece of styrofoam. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. And and make sure you check us out on all our social plugs. That'll be Facebook at The Muse Theory Podcast. We've got Twitter at The Muse Theory Podcast. YouTube, same handle. Um, what's the subreddit act?
1: The subreddit is the Muse Theory podcast. Um, Each each word is capital, Um, and of course, they can also find us on TikTok, TikTok at that same um, at there. Yeah, yeah, and Instagram.
0: Instagram. I was going to say because Reddit would probably be a really fantastic place for them to um, let us know if there's to talk to us and see what's going on.
1: Yes, uh, feel free. Absolutely. Uh, we would really like for you to get on the subreddit to submit ideas that you would have for us or to reach out um, with ideas of your own. Absolutely.
0: And uh, if you would like to catch me and hear more of me, I'm at Bobby Random on Facebook. I'm at Bobby Ran- uh, XBOBX19 on Twitter. And Bobby Random Reacts on YouTube as well. So if you want to hear some spooky stuff, come on over and join me there.
1: I'll definitely check him out. He has great stuff.
0: Oh, you're too kind. It's actually pretty terrible. But if you want to come see it. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Thank
1: you guys so much. We'll see you later. Thanks for joining us on the Muse Theory Podcast. We hope you have enjoyed our musings. Please join us next week when we will discuss our theories on the 1970s. We leave you with this. The world is full of questions. And all we have are series.